The Spanish Announce Table. It is a late start for the Spanish Announce Table, Pro Wrestling's best podcast, because we have grown-up lives to do grown-up things with, and we were tending to that, right? So, Tom, man, pro wrestling this weekend. We've got people in the chat right now. Let's let's stop and pause for a second. I love the Spanish Announce Table Nation. Uh, there's folks already waiting here live in the live stream chat on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube.com slash Spanish Announce Tube. See what we did there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you find us there. We do this every weekend, Thursdays at precisely, except this week, 7.15-ish, uh hard well you know why here's why is because tonight i took Mm. my nieces to the union station christmas extravaganza there was a fucking thing that i sent you a video of where if you stomp on the ground the lights go under like it's a michael jackson music video they had water streams there was a santa claus they had elves singing they had uh donkey or reindeer i guess is reindeer singing they had penguins singing they had trains going everywhere santa was up top waving at you it was a fucking fun time and you know what we had for dinner fucking ice cream because that's what uncles do is they take the nieces for dinner to Sheridan's to get ice cream. Dirt cups, motherfuckers. That's where it's at. So that's what it. we did tonight. And so I that's like why we're that. late. It's because yeah. of that. And also, motherfuckers, I bought some shoes. And I had to try them shits on. And I liked them. I'm wearing them right now. Nice. What are you like? What up? Eight and a half? Nines, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Tom is full of the spirit. Tom uh, was visited by three ghosts on this evening, and he has a renewed love for life and pro wrestling, which we're going to talk about with the folks here in the chat. Jeffrey Sills saying, hey, yo, Chico's shout out to the Spanish announce table. Loving this continental classic. Everything else, not so much, though. Rio is back, but where's the pipe? Oh, we're going to talk about Rio. We're going to talk about the pipe, I guess. We always talk about the pipe on the Spanish announce table and the mm-hmm. Continental Classic. We're going to talk about that. Jeffrey Todd. Again, we're big with Jeff's. Jeffrey Todd says, highlight of my week, listening to wrestling's best podcast. Let's have a great show, gentlemen. Theo says, they're giving each other spine busters to get ready for the show, and that's what we do. That's how we like shake hands, right? A couple double A mm-hmm. spine busters mm-hmm. um, and, and some hard chops to the chest, right? Um, mm-hmm. Get that in. And stick around later in the show. We have a tweet, the table from Theo. If you don't know what that is, yeah. you also need to stick around in the show. Um, what else we got? What else we got in there, Tom? Anything? Anybody? Something? Well, anything, I just want to say, cool? Jeffrey Todd. I just want to say to Jeffrey Todd when he says, "Let's have a great show." Uh, don't tell us what to do, okay? We'll find. We'll figure it out, right? We're, yeah. we're gonna. We're, Maybe it's, I have it. It's here gonna in my be a notes. show. We're yeah. gonna have a substandard, yeah. nauseating at best show. Yeah, yeah. We, I wrote down we're having a show. Okay. <laughs> the the. The descriptors there, we'll figure it out, okay? There have been weeks where it's been a struggle to have a show. So let's take what you can get, Jeffries. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So, listen, we're going to talk about AEW Dynamite. We are primarily an AEW-themed uh, podcast uh, outfit here, if you will, if you couldn't tell by some of our imagery here. But, Tom, um, we also have a voicemail. That's one of the ways you can get in touch with us out there in the Spanish Announce Table Nation. You can leave us a voicemail at tableshow at gmail.com. And what do I mean by voicemail? You can leave us an MP3. Mm-hmm. If it's not an MP3, whatever kind of voicemail you get, I can probably convert it. So send us a little voicemail. Or if you got a little video chat, right? Send us something there. Drop it there. We'll play it here on the show and respond. Uh, you can use hashtag tweet the table, as we said, on Twitter. Or you can use hashtag thread the table on threads which is where we think you should hang out tom aren't you enjoying the threads 
Yeah, and by the way, I think it was released today. Threads now has hashtags. The cool thing about it, I will say, is you will start the hashtag just as you've always done in Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. But when it's posted, you do not see the hashtag. It is just a link to click, and then you can see all the other things, just like you can with hashtags. But they got rid of the symbol once you publish your post. And I like that. That's that's cool. Because the hashtag is... So the hashtag is gone, but the word is there, but it's an obvious link, right? Like a hyperlink. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so you're not seeing the hashtag. Now, that's, how again, how you initiate it, but once it's posted, you don't see it. And I like... They probably did that so it's not to get sued, but it's probably cooler. It's probably... Well, it's just cleaner. cooler. Yeah, it's cleaner. Yeah, it's just... It's cleaner. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I am enjoying Threads. We're actually getting some good traction over there, uh, meeting some new people that we have not uh, talked to in uh, previous weeks, uh, talking about AEW. Uh, so having fun again, we're primarily AEW focused. And as Tim mentioned, we're hitting up them threads and as always hit up our sub stack. That's where you can get matches of the day posts to notify you when we're going live with our podcast and so much more. So we're having fun rocking over there in this wild, weird, and occasionally wonderful world of pro wrestling. Uh, occasionally wonderful. It is wonderful on Thursday nights when we have the table nation here in the chat with us. Uh, if you can't be live with us, you're obviously a podcast listener and we love you podcast listeners. Um, but, uh, you're missing out. Gotta be honest with you, but you know, Mm -hmm. we'll take you how we can get you. Uh, and if you love the sounds of our sweet voices, then so be it. But right now we're going to let you listen to the sounds of another sweet voice. And that's from a good friend of the show, Ash Hendricks. Tom, you ready for that? Hell yeah. Let's do it. What's up guys. It's me, Ash. But you already know that. Uh, yeah, I've just f- finished watching Dynamite. Another good show as usual, as we're accustomed to. But I've, I've got it. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna say this, guys. Right? I'm not here for this. Who is the devil storyline? Um, if you want to run a storyline of MJS past coming up against him, I'm all for that. That's actually that was actually could make great for t- great television. Uh, that could make for great television, but. A bunch of fucking mass guys running around terrorizing guys like some sort of fucking hostage situation thing going on here. I don't know what. I'd, it's, it's not. It's not the one, man. It's not. I'm not. I'm not really feeling it. I feel like we could. I feel like there's a better ways to tell this story without a bunch of masked people going around and jumping people. And it's like it's good. It's good that they didn't actually have that tag team match because I would have like blown my fucking brains out. Because how the fuck are two people that you don't know who they are? Working for some dude who we don't know either. They're just gonna have a regular wrestling match. This isn't that type of storyline where they kept when these guys should be just be working matches. I don't, that doesn't make no sense. So thankfully they got themselves out of there. <clears throat> the sooner uh, they get to it, the better. I'm hoping World's End will be the end of that storyline, but we'll see. Anyways, my question for this week is. Nah, I'm just playing. I don't actually have a question. I'm really stalling to think of something. And it's, that's that's what I was doing. Uh, I got your bitch asses, didn't I? No, but seriously, though, my question for the week is, um, what is your favorite uh, gimmick wrestling match? Like, is it the ladder match, the cage match? What What is your favorite version, uh, favorite gimmick match? And then um, what's your least favorite gimmick match? Um... Yeah, that's it. And oh yeah, and don't think I forgot about last week, man. If I if I go back and listen to this show and I hear that no no one, I'm the only person that's in this fucking voicemail, then like yeah, your shoes are going to get stolen and 
I'll probably break T-Max foot or something. I don't know. Bye. Uh, please. Tom does not need a broken foot. Uh, I got a time. tumor already. Jesus yeah. Christ. You know what so, I mean? So we have a situation because he is going to hear back and hear that nobody else called in. So to quote friend of the show, Dak Draper, everyone else, shame on you. And you can do the same thing he did there by dropping us any kind of audio clip there to tableshow at gmail.com. If you know how to get fancy with it, you know how to do some production stuff. If you're slick like us, you know, do that again. It's our yeah, show. Look. You get a couple minutes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> calm down. But, like, get it in. Let's hear it. Well, yeah, look, remember, uh, uh, you know, longtime listeners can go back to the origins of Spanish Announce Table, and it came a lot from, uh, what was the show that you used to contribute to? What was that yes. fucking thing called? Weekend Review. Yeah. And so, if you miss that, now... I will say with a caveat, if you come to us with, hey, Seth Rollins has changed his pants from purple to blue, do you think that means he's a heel turn? I ain't fucking going to say anything, right? right? (laughs) But if you have questions like Ash did with what is your favorite kind of gimmick match, we would love to talk about it. And we would love to hear your thoughts on things like the devil storyline. Also, a wrestling friend. Also, caveat, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we are AEW-centric. So if you start to ask us what we think about the U.S. title picture in WWE, most likely we ain't going to have an answer for you. So there's some parameters around this as far as what you're going to get out of us. But if you want to talk to us, Let's hear it, man. We're ready. Yeah, we Tim has all the editing you. capabilities to do whatever you need. So just send the, the the content, and we'll take care of the rest. Yeah, we will take care of the rest. Now, a couple things. I agree with Ash in some aspects of the SimJF storyline, and they're losing me now on the gang of thugs and masks a little bit, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The appeal to this is the who is the devil and who's out the backstab MJF. We still have that. We've muddied and clouded it up, but I think that's because we're stalling because they already have what they're going to do. And they were like, ah, oh, we got to drag this out for whatever time it is. I agree. Yeah, I think it was very, it got very interesting. So it started off pretty cool, right? Why would they attack a heel in Jay White? That is already somewhat out of the box because heels typically attack baby faces. So it started off pretty cool. It got a little bit awkward when the devil disassociated himself from his gang. You know, so for the first time when they attacked Jay White, the devil is standing right there with them. Yeah. Controlling the traffic. Right. So that's that was a better look to me than disembodied head on a screen. And now goons come running out, even though I'm not the biggest fan of them as far as kind of his criticism i will agree with him here but Corey graves mentioned i think it was last week where he's like is this retribution and it kind of feels like retribution retribution right when they were kind of running around and playing with the lights and stuff like yeah. that you know there's a little bit of that feel the thing that's good still callback. Keeping i forgot me, about that shitty yeah, story. yeah yeah it was a good callback the yeah, thing yeah. that's still keeping me captivated and it was this week and we'll talk about it a little bit when uh hangman and mjf run into each other but the thing that's still captivating to me is this devil and group do not care about anything else right so they're focused on mjf so you know kenny omega and the young bucks feud 
they have no interest in. There's it's not like this hostile yeah. takeover of AEW. That would kind of it's a centric thing on just you MJF. And so that's what I still like about it. What I still like about it too, again, like I said, the the struggle of who is the devil, where normally as these storylines go, you start eliminating some folks. We've thrown another person into the mix now, right? Now right? Hangman's involved, which means Swerve's involved, which now seems like, you know what I mean? Him and Moxley got like, uh, things are connected, right? This is what we've talked about, right? The interconnected lives of everybody going after, you know, their own intended, you know, their own intentions, mm-hmm. right? And and where their yeah. paths cross is where we get the conflict. And this is awesome. So I do like that. I do, I, you can miss me with the gang of thugs. And th- I don't want a faction from this, especially if no. it's... Jack Perry leading, you know, six mm-hmm. dudes. I don't need it. I yeah. don't need it. So now, yeah. his other question, Tom, what is your favorite gimmick match? So I not to be a little bit of recency bias, but after this year and the gimmick that has put over two of the best matches I can think of, the AEW style of a Texas death match. Now, the the anchor in both of those is Hangman Adam Page, and Hangman Adam Page is a fucking amazing wrestler. Yeah. So maybe it's a little different. However, he's delivered on all of these Texas death matches, right? The one with Lance Archer, the one obviously with John Moxley, and this last one with Swerve Strickland. So if let's hypothetically say it's Brian Danielson and Claudio, and they do a Texas death match, and it goes up to the same standard, well, then I think that is going to be my favorite style match. So they are doing a very good job. And again, a little recency bias, but I would say the Texas death match, AEW style, is my favorite right now. Um, What about you? Man, this was a struggle, man. I really was thinking, okay, I I really always enjoyed the money in the bank idea until they did you know, there's like eight money in the banks in the year, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of that souped up ladder match. But then I was thinking like, well, but then I'm then I'm going with TLC, right? Because why not throw in the things? But then I just, man, part of me wants to go old school and say the Survivor Series traditional four on four. So much good storytelling in that, right? Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel like I'm going to go with, because I feel like this can kind of encompass both of those things-ish, is War Games. War Games a little bit in reverse with not necessarily eliminations, right? You get sort of this start beforehand with that unique thing. So I think I'm going to go with War Games. Right I like now. that. Yeah. I like that. Or whatever you call it, right? We were right. Blood, yeah. Or what's the one? That blood, we and blood and Guts. Blood and Guts. Yeah. Same thing. Still very good. Yeah. I I, I do like that, especially when. So AEW so far has done factions. It's been the Blackpool Combat Club. Now they had a little bit with Eddie Kingston and can Eddie Kingston uh, coexist with Claudio, right? There is a little bit of that. But with WWE, generally speaking, there's this some type of wild card member or dissension amongst all of them. And that is interesting. Even like the Survivor Series, what you were talking about, uh, you know, when they were really hitting it hard mm-hmm. and it was like that Raw versus SmackDown and it was like Shawn Michaels running the gauntlet and Randy Orton ended up taking them out at the very end. And yeah. Like that was Even awesome. Some of them early pay-per-view su- Survivor Series, right? Where oh, had, yeah. Like, the team name mm-hmm. era, right? Like that was always good stuff. Definitely. Now, uh, going to my least favorite, it could be like oh, almost God, for at least. Oh, yeah. yeah. It could be like, I'll tell you, and I, I bet you you're going to agree with me. It almost makes my skin crawl now, but it is the WWE style of a last man standing because uh, all they fucking do now is just trap you. 
That's not the fucking purpose of a last man standing. It isn't trap you under bullshit or tape your fucking feet up. It's incapacitate the motherfucker. There was a TNA one that we, that I lost my shit over on this show early in the, in the, in the corporation days. I'm trying to think of what it was. I can't remember. Oh gosh. What was my least favorite? You may have to stay tuned. It may come to me as I continue okay. to think what my least favorite would be. I mean, I, mean, I, yeah, I always hate a, like, a no holds barred or falls count anywhere or anything. All these things, I'm like, these are all the same thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. so many of the same thing. Yeah. Um, those mm-hmm. always bothered me, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I will say one other thing, though. I do agree with Ash on, I believe, the... Who is the devil will end at world's end. Now, then I think the new chapter will start, right? The devil will appear. Then we will get the next thing. But I think the devil will be revealed at December 30th's pay-per-view. Yeah. Which side note, this wasn't in my rundown, but one thing that I found interesting that I wanted your opinion on is December 30th is their next pay-per-view, right? Yeah. Go, go back and watch dynamite. If you didn't fucking have a calendar, you think All In is their next pay-per-view because about every other segment was August, All all In. And I'm like, that's nine months away, motherfucker. Listen, listen, they've got a quota to meet on these uh, travel packages that they booked with the provider and they got to make sure folks buy some. I mean, I guess, but Jesus of Mary, like they like, honestly, if you didn't have a calendar, I would have thought All In is the next pay-per-view. Yeah. You know, that was just very interesting to me. But anyhow. All right. We ready to move to the next thing there? Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to talk about AEW Dynamite. Um, AEW Dynamite was last night. And again, uh, we're right in the middle of this Continental Classic, right? So the show is very heavily peppered with that, right? So there's... I don't want to say we're we're sort of lacking storylines because there's an overarching storyline with that, but it takes up a lot of the time and it just kind of is what it is, right? And there's not a whole lot of you know, ooh, who done it as as we said with the other storyline. Not that every storyline has to be who done it, right? But so this mm-hmm. one is kind of it's a slow burn, right? So the show as with last week I felt a little bit does feel sometimes though we're getting great matches, things are going, you're just kind of like, okay, well, that happened, right? What next? I think it's going to about to pick up with these, you know, with people nearing the end of this, you know, round robin gauntlet, and we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah. yeah, that's my hope is because now we can start to establish some of the stories. And as we kind of break down the match results, we'll go into potentially what stories could happen. But let's talk about last night. So, as you mentioned, Continental Classic is going on, and it kicked off with another match in that tournament featuring John Moxley versus Roosh. And, you know, John Moxley, the, the first couple matches had more of a, I'm a better wrestler, right? Like you guys think all yeah. I do is bleed, but here I am. I'm actually going to kick your ass. Um, he did that with Mark Briscoe, but then the, the one that he had last week is more of a technical match. Not with Roosh. These motherfuckers said, hey, let's see who's tougher. And we found out, I mean, at least for this night, what did you think of the match? Yeah. Yeah. Moxley said, hey, I may not be meat. But like we're gonna go, we're gonna. This is a meat division match happening here, mm-hmm. man. And these guys just banged into each other, threw each other over everything, into the crowd, right? Hit you with this, throw you into that, kick you there, shove mm-hmm. this up that. 
Tuesday, as we call it here. But, yeah. you know, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. Uh, <laughs> oh, the nightmares. All right, so, Tom, um, yeah, I like this uh, in that we have now sort of established Roosh as the hard hitter, right? Like, two weeks in a row we've come out, and it's like, this guy is a cannonball ready to fuck some shit up. Can mm-hmm. we do anything with that that you think will get him anywhere? Or or I, I, what is there a story off of that somehow? What do we got? Well, so what I really loved about the finish of the match is Moxley hits his finisher. That doesn't take out Roosh. So Roosh goes, or excuse me, so then Moxley goes right into a rear naked choke. And I know, Tim, you're not the biggest fight fan, but one of the things that happens with submissions, especially chokes, is that when you get choked out, and you come back to, you don't know all the time that like yeah, you, you got choked out, right? Yeah. So I love the bit, the, the the little add-on where Roosh got up and started kind of pushing the ref. He's like, I wasn't unconscious. It's like, yes, you were. He's like, motherfucker, I wasn't, you know? So I love that yeah, little You think element. you just blinked, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you're whatever. just like, I was stuck in guard. I should be fine. And like, I've been choked out a lot. You know, like, I've been stuck in guard. I'm fine. And then I'm looking up and my feet are being held up so I can get blood to my head. And I'm like, how the fuck did I end up here? Right? Like that can happen. Um, But what I think they can tell off of that for Roosh is that you're going to have to kill this motherfucker. Right? So like your finisher is not going to work. So you better figure out plan F. (laughs) A, B, C, D isn't going to work with Roosh. And so I think that could be the story off of what we tell with him. Is he better served as somebody's muscle, right? Like, I mean, no, I know we're well, trying to no. do that with some folks, but. So I don't know complete transparency. And if you're listening or if you're in the chat, by all means, educate me. I do not know the origins or mm. the uh, story necessarily of the group of LFI, right? Lost whatever. However, the thing that I've kind of put two and two together is I and maybe I'm wrong. But I thought Andrade was the fucking guy in that group. And then Roosh was like your the way I perceived it. And again, correct me if I'm wrong. See the Batista of the Well, I thought he was the macho man Mm. of like remember NWO where it was like Hogan, Nash, all they're kind of the things. But then Macho Man's this fucking guy who's like, I'll kill DDP. You want me to kill DDP? They're like, no, but if you want to, he's like, I'm going to kill him. And they're like, fuck, all right. We don't particularly so, want you to, but we don't want you to not. So right. go for it. So I I kind of feel like Roosh is that in that group. Now, right now he's the leader, but I think, again, Andrade should be in that group, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I think he well, can be the the like crazy guy in yeah. the group. You know what I mean? I think that may be a peeking behind the curtain thing, and he may not be around to be the leader of the group. Fucking good. Okay, here's the thing. Andrade, yeah. let's just side quest real quick. All sizzle, no fucking steak. I am so tired of being told how fucking great he is. And every God bless it time, he has a very good match. And that's it. He can wrestle a good match. His match at TakeOver with Johnny Gargano, awesome. His matches in AEW that he's had with even Cody Rhodes and that flame that you know table that was on fire match very fun but as far as like interesting week in week out brother you're fucking cool you have money neat like you're uninteresting and i don't know if it's a language barrier and i'm not trying to say must speak english but penta is more captivating than you and he says less so it's like 
Andrade, get the fuck out of here for me. Tom, I, I knew know, it would I happen. Mean, I knew but, it would happen. I knew if I just let the course of an episode of the Spanish Announce Table happen, mm-hmm. that a rant would ensue somewhere, and it would give mm-hmm. me a flashback. And I know what my least favorite gimmick <laughs> match is <laughs> from my rant. And it's the reverse battle royal that yes. TNA did. Remember, yes, you had yes. to like beat the shit out of people backstage, yep. into the thing. <laughs> then, yeah, and then oh, put the God. thing up. Yeah, put the yeah. fucking thing on the... the contraption that they had that's what we came up with their sit in the chair match that Mm -hmm. they should have (laughs) done yep old jeff jarrett (laughs) innovator innovator of jeff jarrett i tell you yeah innovator (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep see i knew Uh, it flashback you were you were going off on a rant and i was like i just kind of you know you know when you hear like the alarms go off and you just go back to nom you know and and like i just remembered right i heard fucking fortunate son and the helicopters going off and there it was like a ccr doing here yeah (laughs) love it uh all right so yeah the other side of this story though so we talked about roosh i think the other side of the story that could Mm -hmm. be told is the versatility of john moxley where Mm -hmm. Hey, you want me to submit people? I'll do that. You want me to bust people open like I did to Mark Briscoe? I'll do that. You want me to wrestle a technical match against Jay Lethal? I'll do that. And then by the time, you know, next week he's taking a swerve. So we'll see what kind of match that will be. But assuming he moves on, he could be the guy that says, bring any style you want. I beat them all. You know what I mean? So that that could be the style from John Moxley that we're uh, seeing from him. Well, we're going to talk about Swerve and Moxley later. That's going to get yeah, interesting. that's very good. All right. Um, so after that, uh, we are informed that if either Mark Briscoe or Jay Lethal lose last night or tonight, uh, they'll be eliminated, but they still wrestle. So they can still play spoiler, but they could not advance past the round robin, which I think is okay. I, I kind of like that. Sure, right? That's what you would do. I mean, people like people mathematically eliminated from the playoffs in NFL don't just be like, fuck it now. They may mail it in or they may have an ulterior motive sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't play with some storylines in that regard. I would maybe find a way in future things, find something to act like you're sweetening the pot somehow. You still get a per match bonus for victories. You still get, you know. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good caveat to say, actually try to compete and not just go, we'll go get to a match. $25,000 bonus for victory tonight or whatever it is. Yeah. Make up a number. Yeah. You know? Performance of the night or whatever, you know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, that's a good idea. Uh, all right. So then we get Renee at the top of the ramp and she welcomes Roderick Strong in the kingdom. Uh, neck the halls to everyone that <laughs> celebrates. Um, and uh, Roderick Strong comes out and he's asked for this time. Uh, he says, obviously, MJF will be the dagger in the heart of his now best friend, Samoa Joe, adjacent because Adam Cole and all of that. Uh, but he says, Joe's a big boy, and he taught him that his actions have consequences. Uh, and so tonight, Joe will put his hands on a hot stove, and he'll get burned. And then he continues, and he says, you know what? I'm tired of being a victim here. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to work my way out of this. And he gets up out of his wheelchair, and he kicks it out. And the kingdom are astonished, acting as if they've never seen something like this before. They're... They dumbfounded and you know gleeful like it's christmas morning and uh then he goes for far too long he's been in this state and he's not going to be in this state anymore so i guess we're losing the wheelchair gimmick for roger strong 
What did you think of this segment? I think that's fine. I think he can lose the wheelchair. I don't think he necessarily, again, it's a neck thing that does add a little bit of like, why are you in the wheelchair for the neck thing? Like, How it. dare yeah. you? You, you know, yeah, yeah. inconsiderate. <laughs> but you can wear that thin pretty quick. So you don't need it. And it's probably hobblesome. He's got to carry that thing around now or whatever and, and mm-hmm. always be in a wheelchair. Um, what I will say that I want him to stop doing immediately is stop forcing everybody's name into the thing. Stick with the Adam, or you can use anybody's name if you are trying to call them from afar, right? Like, if you're interrupting Renee off screen, you can yell, Renee! That's fine, right? Like, yes. But do it's not too much. in the court. You Don't stop. Change your voice inflection, your rate of speech. That's not cool. Nobody likes that. Nobody wants that. Yes. It, it, it's a touch too much. Adam should be the thing. Now, if you want it to have every promo, then work the word Adam into it. Like that would be the challenge I would have is figure out a way to say Adam Cole or hangman Adam page or my cousin Adam, whatever. Like you can work the name in, but yeah, when it's get a wacky name, Adam, get your own yeah. little mini Adam. Yeah, exactly. Just a mini that- Adam, find a small dude and like a little Petey pump. Right. And he's little mini Adam Cole. Right. And yeah, dress him up like Adam, Adam Cole. Cause he's running yeah. around fucking shit up. And you're like, Adam, he's mad at him. Yeah. Yeah. Like I miss Adam Cole. He's away. So I God need to have it. someone that, yeah, fucking, that's perfect. Somebody get Tony on the fucking phone. We've got gold over here. I'm telling got you. Got gold. Yes. Because yeah, when it, Samoa Joe, I, that's too much. It doesn't fit. Done. It feels forced. It doesn't fit. Yeah. It's not cool. Yeah. Nope. No, don't like it. All right. Uh, so we're going to break. We come back. And here is, for me, the fucking segment of the month. Mm. Definitely the segment of the night. So good. Could be something so that starts the segment of the fucking century. Because yeah. God damn it, I have missed these two looking at each other, and it made my heart just love it when these two men lock eyes. And- oh yes, <laughs> yes, fucking love it. What am I talking about? Talking about Renee was backstage, and she's looking to get a word from MJF and Hangman okay. Adam Page. Yes, and Hangman Adam Page showing up a little late uh, on accident, walks through the shot. Nope, sorry. And Renee's like, well, hey. Accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she says, well, hey, actually, can't talk to MJF. You're kind of interesting. Where you been? And he says, well, when you get knocked unconscious uh, and your head's swelling, you can't really fly. So I was uh, at home. And uh, he basically goes on to say, Swerve, you broke into my house, but I will admit, Took Brian Cage and Prince Anna, but you beat me. And I can admit that. But know that this isn't over. And then the thing that I thought was honestly the most interesting out of everything that he said was, Swerve, I know the thing that you want the most, and it's my mission that you never get that. That was fucking cool. Because that's the thing where it's like, we could always come back to this, right? We can have hangman go off with potentially mjf but in six months when swerve has his first opportunity at samoa joe hangman says you motherfucker you thought you're getting away from me swerve and he cost him the championship right something like that we could always come back to that i love that part so what do you you think about the start of this promo uh yes 
again, I like this when we can get kind of this crossing in the night, if you will, right? Like, we didn't have them come out to the ring and Hangman didn't mm-hmm. interrupt and talk shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was a natural occurrence in the course of business. And these two guys just don't like each other. They tried to just throw a couple slide barbs at each other, but neither one's going to allow that to happen without giving the last word. And so now here we are, right? Well, hold on. Let's get before we get there, though. I want your thoughts on what did you think about oh, what the, Hangman had to swerve, like oh, specifically yeah. oh, about, to swerve? Oh, 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 about about to swerve. Yeah, um, man. You know, I like this idea that he said. You know, I'm going to make sure you don't get it because that is how I think we get swerve doesn't win Continental Classic, isn't getting a title shot right away, or gets a title shot, doesn't win the title, and he's still white hot. Right, easy money to do there. And yeah, this is a beef forever. Hangman is never forgiving swerve for doing what he did ever there may be a time in a swerve of all swerves where hangman does something and he helps swerve in 10 11 years somewhere but he'll stab him in the back eventually because these two are never friends now not with what Mm -hmm. swerve did now he can't be yeah Right? Yeah. That's your mortal enemy now, dude. You were in my house hovering over my kids thing. Like, I have to murder you or I can't sleep. Exactly. Yes. I love that. And to your point, if we do get away and let's say they're both baby faces, something like that, then they need to have an interaction at least like what we saw with when MJF shows up because it is, again, in front of his locker room. And uh, he looks to Hangman Adam Page. And I, just, I love it because it's a good callback. He goes, hey, Seabiscuit. And just that, because if you go back to, I I believe it was all out and Hangman and Bret Hart, they were unveiling what the title looked like. And then MJF came out and fucked with Bret Hart, which was always great. And then fucked with Hangman, called him Seabiscuit. That's a good callback. And as you mentioned, so then let's get into this part. They do have these little uh, jabs at each other where, um, you know, Hangman says, oh, you called me Seabiscuit. I remember then giving you a buckshot lariat. And then uh, MJF saying, well, yeah, I remember the first time I won the dynamite, dynamite, dynamite diamond ring. I beat you. And then Hangman was like, yeah, you beat me. And I took that and I won the championship. <laughs> and, then, and then MJF was like, you did win the championship, but I'm the champion like now. Six months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. More than a year. And then MJ or then Hangman's like, well, guess what? You're a prick. You know, and then they finally just get into like almost name calling. Um, Loved but it. then yes. So all of that was great because again, they're both baby faces, but to your point, like with hangman and swerve, they, that it's not we're meaning not that. Oh, be, yeah. We're not friends. Fuck that shit. You know what I mean? So I do like that. We both love them, but they don't love each other because they don't. Yeah. Um, and again, it just, it allows for the blending of these storylines to just, they, they don't even have to blend, but they just by nature of them crossing paths, can help further the other storylines in mm-hmm. some ways, right? Like now Swerve could be in a match against MJF and Hangman saves, you know what I mean? Like, or or keeps Swerve from winning it and thereby we continue the MJF storyline, right? Like he's saved from the devil's thing because Adam was there trying to fuck with Swerve and foiled the plot accidentally, right? By happenstance, right. those kind of things, right? So more of this, I do like... At one point, he's like, or I can just kick your ass right now. And they're about to throw down, and Samoa Joe's right there like, nope, time to step in. Like, bitch, nope, not happening. Well, 
we forgot one one beat of this story though mm. so as they're kind of going back and Ooh, forth and yeah. i think hangman hangman says something like oh you're gonna love this title reign you're probably gonna uh talk about it when you're 70 with your 12th cat or something like yeah. that and then mjf kind of turns the tables and goes you know what Think you're fucking tired oh, again paraphrasing here he goes i'm tired of this thing you know who i think the devil is i think it's you hangman yeah and hangman then responds by saying mjf you're such a manip- manipulator it's probably you how about and then this is what he goes he goes how about you be honest and then mjf to, to what you said goes well how about i honestly kick the shit out of you and then yeah. that's when Samoa joe's like hangman not tonight we ain't doing this shit tonight <laughs> So yeah, what do you think about the accusation that Hangman is the devil? Never even considered that. Yeah, never considered Hangman. Um, and I almost can unilaterally feel like it's not going to be Hangman because we did this now out of left field with the Hangman, right? Now, could be wrong, mm-hmm. right? Could be wrong. Um, it is interesting that now we've addressed out loud on TV, MJF, it could be you in a manipulative plot. And because of MJF's past, everybody seemed to be like, oh, yeah, the announcers, right? Like, even Renee was kind of like, shit. Um, So I think we may see more of that because, you know, more happens later, and we'll discuss that then. But uh, even the announcers then were kind of like, did he do that himself? We haven't seen him get attacked, right? Like, so it's so unique here. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's Hangman, but, ooh, interesting what they did with with calling out that it could be mjf and what we do with that is interesting well yes i think that's interesting now again we've had heels do that right roderick strong has said that mjf has been the devil the entire time but what i think is interesting Mm. that i thought from this was that mjf is now almost on the attack on the offensive where he's like you know what i'm fucking tired of being a victim sitting here you know who i think it is and then now he's kind of calling everyone's bluff and True. seeing their reaction. You know what I mean? Because let's it hypothetically say that he's not the devil, right? Because why is right. he out there trying to push the button? Yes. Because, because yeah, let's just hypothetically say in two weeks, they do something similar to this and he runs into Kenny Omega. And then MJF goes, you know what? Hangman was never the devil. You know who the yeah. devil is? It's you. And then he's almost doing this thing of like, what was that game where you would say like, uh, does your guy wear glasses? What was that game? You know, yeah. and then you have guess to like, who? Guess who? Yeah, it's almost like he's playing a game of guess who, where yes. he just says you're the devil and sees the reaction. And if they're like, yeah, no. I want him checking footage and looking at body types and being like, yeah, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I um, the thing here is like, um, I I kind of as you alluded to, I'd forgot that Roddy has been saying it was him the whole time, but that but always felt heel. like. But that always felt like he was saying that because we thought he was, the, you know, Roddy could be the devil, and MJF just played it off as such. This was a face who's, you know, now was like, it's probably you, and MJF took real offense to that, right? Like, mm-hmm. he didn't take offense when Roddy's like, yeah, man, 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 but yeah. Hangman's like, it's probably you, and he's like, bitch, fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. It's a cr- no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's a credible accusation, right? Because mm-hmm. Roderick Strong... Look, he's doing great, but like he's a he's a he's a gnat. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. He's had a neck one. injury for nine months, right? Like yeah, it's but Roddy this Strong. guy, yeah, this guy, when he says something has merit, and now he's saying that I'm the fucking trust a man on a white no. horse. Yeah, you say I'm the devil. Fuck you, motherfucker. You're yeah. you know. 
Now, always trust the man with the white horse, kids. Yes. Now, service announcement. We're going to get to the attack and some evidence that was left by. But here's where I'll just stop and take a quick side quest and we'll get back on track. If it is Hangman, that's dumb as shit. It is dumb as shit. And I don't think it is. I really don't think it is. Well, yes, I don't think it is. But like, I like that it's another name that we never thought of. But if you think about it logically, this motherfucker is drinking the blood of Swerve Strickland and then getting choked out. But then coming on and taking on a man like no that's too i primarily would use this because a it's as you said it shows his paranoia it throws another name who then gets to be like bitch it's you so we get to stir Mm -hmm. that up um but now i think i think we can work away like we said where we get the swerve mjf match right we we still get swerve and mjf facing off and this hangman gets involved there to you know what i mean to stop that i think somehow maybe we get that i think we're seeing some crossings of that maybe but i don't know we, we don't have a whole lot of time to get there and still keep telling this story so maybe not you know maybe i'm just yeah. thinking out loud here yeah we'll, we'll see but it is it was fun it was great and both guys delivered it with the believability of not being scripted and coming from the heart and then the timing from samoa joe just a nope we ain't doing this shit now and how hangman like takes the joe credible right it's not someone just telling him no and he's like fuck you i'll do what i want it was like okay joe he's like all right i was ready to fight mjf like i gotta be really prepared to fight mjf and samoa joe <laughs> yeah all right hey 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 okay if you backstage got backstage in a street fight yeah. Yeah. if you got your issues go ahead go ahead go ahead i'm out of yep. here so yeah yeah love the segment loved the segment so much uh but let's get back in the ring we're back in the continental classic uh, this time around, it is Swerve Strickland versus Mark Briscoe. And unfortunately, as mentioned before, if Mark Briscoe or Jay Lethal loses, they will not advance in the round robin tournament. And in this match, Swerve Strickland defeats Mark Briscoe. Now Swerve gets nine points, just like John Moxley. Mark Briscoe loses. He will not advance. Match was really fun, but what did you think of the outcome? I thought for a hot second we were going to get Hangman comes in, fucks with Swerve. Well, you can't. You can't. Remember, because if you get out there, you're fired. You're fired or suspended if you involve yourself in the Continental Classic. Oh, I didn't hear that portion. Yeah, so you're banned from ringside. because I heard everybody was banned from ringside, but I was like, that doesn't stop anybody from just coming in and fucking with a person, right? Again, like That stops you from helping me win the match, right? But like... So on Saturday's episode of Collision, when it was Danny Garcia versus Claudio, Matt Menard was on commentary and they're like, hey, you're a professional broadcaster, so that's why you're here. And then Kevin Kelly said, and as you know, if you get involved in this match, you're fired or suspended. And Matt Menard was like, I'm not going to do anything. Like I'm just calling the match. So they made it very clear that like you fuck with the match. I like that. They need to make You're that done. more clear. Yeah, say it out. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, done. Um, good. Well, and uh, good match, man. Again, Mark Briscoe's been solid uh, these last couple of weeks in this tournament. However, he does lose. Yes, and I think now, as we were talking about, the Continental Classic has been just very stellar matches. One match that we haven't mentioned, but I would definitely recommend everyone seeing if they have it, maybe see it again because it's great on a second viewing, is Collision's episode uh, in the main event, Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston. Fucking phenomenal match. Love that fucking match. 
So goddamn good. But I digress. We'll get back into this. I think, though, now we can start telling stories. I think we can start telling the story of, hey, Mark, it's great that you're in here. We all kind of know that you've always just been a tag team guy. You're kind of proving it. And then we get a little hangman self-doubt kind of story where you're like, maybe I am just a tag team guy. And everyone's kind of like, well, yeah, because it's prove that you can do this on your own. Hey, man, you've always had your brother holding your hand. Now go do it. And he's like, motherfucker. All right. Then you want to see it. You know what I mean? Mark Briscoe versus the world in Mark Briscoe's brain, but it's man versus self. To us watching yeah. at home yeah it's it's the it's the identity crisis of you're trying to be something you're not mark and then him fighting that urge of like no i'm not or giving well, in when his brother the roh world champion a couple times they're gonna be like you know your yes. brother was the one who was exactly the, you know. yeah your brother was the world champion you won like the i think the tv title but like come on right that's not really yeah, a time so oh, joe yeah. gave it up like no one yeah. really gives a shit about that title. tv anymore what does that yeah mean? exactly yeah <laughs> although i did read uh who knows if it's true or not that the cw is interested in adding ring of honor to their television mm-hmm. and by the way are quick they side adding quest. the spanish announce table to their well so here's the thing programming. quick side quest we'll come back i don't fucking know where cw all of a sudden got money so they got inside the nfl from hbo on there with ryan mm-hmm. clark and all of those guys they have i believe acc basketball like i saw duke versus virginia next year they're getting I mean, like no big two, 12 basketball but well Next year they're getting like two NFL games, and then I Somebody think they're the adding. CW, who's their parent company? Who's that's what I'm saying. And then I think didn't they add NXT? Isn't NXT going from USA to USA? CW? Something's happening with them. Like, and they think I think what's happening is I think SmackDown is reportedly. I guess they said that might go to SmackDown might go to USA, and like right, Raw and might Raw. get sold off to like fucking who knows might mm-hmm. even go to Amazon or some shit. Um. Yeah. So anyhow, quick side quest. CW, keep an eye on it because all of a sudden now they're trying to be back with the fucking green frog or something. So something's remember that the green the, frog. Yeah, something's up. It's like a money laundering scheme, right? This is like fucking the mattress firm. Hey, I'm cool with it. Give us some money. Yeah, we'll go in there. You ever fucking seen anybody? No, you have never seen anyone fucking work or buy anything from a mattress. Yeah, firm. ask anybody where they got their mattress. See if anybody tells you mattress firm. There's one right down What's the street, the light. Here's the other thing. Deeper side quest. There's a mattress firm right down the street. I could walk to it. Here's the light is always fucking on, Tim. Two o'clock in the morning. Lights on. Why is I'm why is no one turning the, the lights portal on? Portal to the, the lizard world, the hollow earth lizard world. That's what it is. I mean, sounds fun to me. Let me in. I'll, I'll work there. Uh, yeah. but they never turn the light off. You know what I mean? That's like That's a weird. better story than the fucking bloodline. All right, no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we get Mark Briscoe, uh, as you mentioned, losing the match. Swerve wins. Now we got two guys with nine points. And spoiler alert, two guys with zero points. Um, so we'll, we'll put a pin on it. We'll come back to it because we get a segment with Swerve again. Uh, but we go backstage after Swerve wins. And Mariah May is with Renee for the first time. And she says her and Tony planned her debut. And it will be full of glamour. 
And Renee says, well, cool. Then who's the first opponent? And Mariah says, it's none of your fucking business. <laughs> and then changes the topic. And it's like, hey, Tony Storm is great, isn't she? And that's yeah. the segment. What'd you think? Renee played it great, though. Like, the whole time, Renee was like, this fucking bitch. <laughs> like, I, yeah. She's like, yeah, was, great, thanks. You know what I mean? It was basically like, fuck you. Um, yeah. Loved that. Yeah. Is it, I mean, is it Tony Storm already? This feels hot out the gate. If it's going to be Tony Storm already, or is it somebody else, and we're still building to this? I think it's Tony Storm. I look. Yeah. If we're if we're being honest with ourselves, we love AEW. We love AEW, but the amount of effort put into the stories of the women's division in AEW isn't something necessarily thought out. So the idea that Tony Storm Mariah May happens at World's End would not shock me in the slightest. I feel like that would be where we're going to see this, but who knows? Okay. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then we get in the ring, or do we? Because up next, Samoa Joe walks out. He's in the ring, and the lights are flickering. And then, kind of retribution style, four masked men circle the ring, and Samoa Joe's like, "I ain't fucking scared. Like, come in here. Let's fight." And then the lights go out for a while. And then we get the lights back on. Samoa Joe standing there by himself. But then we see up on the screen, the devil appears, right? He shows his face, you know, screen flickers. Then we go backstage. MJF is laid out. And here's the little, you know, Easter egg, I guess you could say. There's a broken beer bottle all around his head as MJF is unconscious. Yeah. Well, he's unconscious. He's laying in the cliche like chalk outline pose, essentially, right? He's got the title, the title laid out in front of him. Man, perfectly, okay. perfectly. You can see the yeah, AEW. Perfectly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very well done, guys. Um, so we took a long time to get here. The Samoa Joe's in there. The lights go out. Cool. They come back on. They're doing this like you know bounce around like i don't know what game show that was where they used to be like and like they would light somebody up and they'd be like you're you know the weakest link or whatever the fuck it was right like something like that right and it just it took a long time to do that and he's just standing there and then lights go out again for a long time i thought he was going to disappear that's why they were taking a long time they come back on mm-hmm. and it felt like he wasn't ready for that he's kind of standing there. he's like oh yeah i gotta be scared again and it just i was kind of like okay and then yeah then he's laying there in this like but was that on purpose? Because the announcers were kind of like, did he do that to himself? We haven't seen. This is what I was hitting on earlier. You know, Taz was kind of like, I mean, he's that kind of dude. You know, he was like, I wouldn't. Mm-mm. Yeah. So mm. I think, yeah. Did he? Did he pose himself there? Well, and isn't it interesting that Hangman earlier in the night and then all of a sudden it's a beer bottle that took out MJF, which right. is the calling card of hangman, you know, exactly. being upset and mad. So it's uh something interesting, uh definitely. Uh one second here. Let me change my microphone just unplugged. Do I sound a little different? Probably. Okay. Well, I apologize about that. I believe the microphone uh yeah. was on. I am really excited though about just just like who the devil is is mostly kind of where I'm still stuck on, right? I, I I know I'm like complaining about the mass dudes and you know the lights flickering and that and, and whatever, but like 
I'm still so excited of the who done it, right? I kind of I want to know, but I also am going to be upset when I know because I'm going to be like, oh, it's over. <laughs> like that's the the caveat of that too is going to be the who done it is cool, right? And the reveal can pay off, but you also got to know, okay, then what, right? That's that's always the the side gut punch to these pro wrestling storylines. Like, okay, cool, but what does that mean, right? Now, what well, do they do? Yeah, and hopefully now my mic is back on yeah, again. Apologize yep. about that. Yeah, yeah silky um, smooth. Yeah, thank you so much. That's that's the thing that's the hardest thing about this, especially for a company so young in AEW. Because up until this point, to the best of my knowledge, and I've watched all of the episodes since it debuted on my birthday in 2019, um, we haven't had a cliffhanger kind of story. This is the first time that AEW has ventured into these waters, right? We've had faction warfare we've done yeah. i want the title kind yeah, of there stuff. may have been a we didn't know for a week or two but nothing this right long term. nothing this this uh, yeah extreme so the 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 fear at least on my part is you know let's hypothetically say i'm right and it's jack perry and then it's jack perry like the payoff jack is perry gonna and the be devil fun. boys it's like yeah, like the payoff will be fun in the moment, I assume. I, I think they're going to have that part right. But Instead of Jungle that, Boy, he's Devil Boy. He's Devil got his horns. Boy. He's got his tail. Got yeah. his little scepter. Pitchfork, he's walking around. Yeah. yeah, I think the most important thing with this storyline, <laughs> honestly, is not who the devil is. Is once the devil has been revealed, what's the motive? What's the next step? That's the yeah. part. Are they I successful? Think Will they be yeah. successful? Yeah, like what what becomes of them if they aren't? You know, I say that out loud, and one thing that I just thought of as I was talking is, you know, they're 0 for 1 kind of on this devil thing because if you go back to when we were at All Out, the devil appeared, and then the next night, the firm is with MJF. Now, let's peek behind the curtain. That's also when CM Punk melted down. He was injured. Like the firm, the firm was set up to, well, it was set up to fail because CM Punk is a fucking prick, right? Like big Stoke. <laughs> yeah, love that. Um, oh, what if it's Stokely Hathaway? Oh, I never even for a fucking second thought of Stokely Hathaway, and that could be amazing. He's so good. And who has goons? Who can get goons? Stokely Hathaway. Stokely Hathaway we, can get you five guys in 10 minutes for the right price. And if we've looked at the devil when we've seen him in person, you know you know what I mean? Like when they attack Jay White and things of that nature, it's a slender person. Well, and you know why he did this? You know why he did this? It's because... <laughs> I know why Stokely Hathaway is doing this and he's the devil and why he's mad at MJF. It's because MJF has been so enamored with with Adam Cole. He's dick riding Adam Cole. And as we know, the worst crime you can commit is dick riding without a license. So he's got to get him. He's you got to get got. Yeah. Look, continuity. Stoke, that's callback. Yeah. And, and look at the motive. Hey, we were set up to do something major MJF and immediately about us. Failed, you fucking bailed on us. You failed us. So we're going to get you now that you're at the top of your powers. 
Well, oh my god! <laughs> if Tim, it's Stokely Hathaway, that would be great. Tim, there will be random times where, again, my wife reads a book when we're watching Dynamite and passively hears a Max Caster rap or whatever it is. Yeah. But still, to this day, she will randomly like making eggs or something in the morning, and I'll be like, "Hey, could you grab me a protein shake or something like that?" And she'll just go, "You raggedy bitch." <laughs> Yes. You raggedy bitch. It's the best thing yes. in the world. I love it so much. All right, let's get back on track here. So after the devil scene and the beer bottle and all of that, uh, we, we stay backstage, and this is where John Moxley cuts a promo, and he essentially is like, I won, and guess what? I'm the ace of the world. I'm the fucking man. It was good. It, it, look, it was a very Moxley promo, right? Like, we've heard the Moxley promo, but this one I felt – because we've heard it a bunch of times, it, you might have missed it. This one was pretty damn good. It felt very believable. It was very direct. And he was basically like, doesn't fucking matter. You mm-hmm. fucking put this person in front of me. I will murder them. I'll rip his dick off, gouge his eyeballs out. And there, fuck you can do about it because I will also make you eat your own face. So fucking mm-hmm. lick my balls. <laughs> like he's almost angry that he even has to tell you this. Well, and that was the the great contrast is he is saying, I'm the ace of the world. But to your point, he's saying it in such a way that it's like, you guys know this. I don't know why I'm fucking having to tell you like this aggravated arrogance of like, everyone knows I'm fucking great. Why is no one fucking leaving me alone? It's my goddamn show. Why are we even having this competition? (laughs) And then Swerve walks in with like this dripping of just cool swag off of the charts and he's just like hey next week it's me and you i also got nine points you think you can do to me what i've gone through so far Mm -hmm. you know what i'll do yeah because he's referencing the texas death Mm -hmm. match which again john moxley had this year too and it was incredible uh and we also know the 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 links that uh john moxley will go to in a match taking a fork to your head for example and so next week in texas winter is coming nine points each undefeated so far in the continental classic we have john moxley versus swerve strickland now we're not gonna bet on this we're not gonna put any type of thing but i do want to know who you got This one's tough. <clears throat> now, the thing is, I feel like they could both still face each other, right? If they both finish the top of this thing, right? Don't they face each other, right? And that, like, the top. So, like, you don't, whoever gets the win here, story's not done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I kind of feel like maybe Sorb gets this one. I feel like Moxie's the guy they have winning this thing right now, if I'm guessing. Maybe it's Swerve, but... Yeah, I feel like Swerve wins this one right now. Here's the thing. And again, my microphone, I apologize. The thing fell out. So can you hear me first off? Yeah. You can hear me fine. Okay, good. Yep. Um, here's the hardest thing about this is to your point, John Moxley is the fucking man. He is the backbone. He's the heart and soul. He is the definition of AEW, right? But Swerve Strickland is on this rocket ship that is going to the moon. And if you divert that 
and have him take a pinfall or submission loss. Yeesh. Oh, here's something we forgot about Jeffrey Sills. It's going to be a tie. They have a time limit. They're going to draw and get one point each, I think is what it is. <laughs> Do you think? Like, I think it, so. Here, here's where, okay, let's say that's the case, right? Well, because again, they can right. face each other, right? So we can have a bloody battle and they go, oh, it was that fucking close. And then they meet again when it's like the semifinals or whatever. Or Yeah. But here, here's my question to you. Let's say next week we're going to that show. Winter is coming. Mm. Swerve Strickland versus John Moxley is on the card. As long as it was, as long as it was like a drug. I mean, we know the rules, right? It's got to be. It's got to be a fucking. It'll be bloody, and you know what I mean. Like it's got to be a drag out. Yeah, here twenty uh, minutes of near death experience. You'd be all mm-hmm. right. With it. Yeah, yeah. Because again, we've done the draws. Get a pizza before. cutter involved. You'll be fine. Yeah, we've done the draws before. <laughs> Most recently, it was Adam Cole and MJF when they were not mm-hmm. friends. You know, and then yep. Adam Cole asked for the five more minutes, and he was like, "Fuck you." Fuck you. Uh, you know, yeah. MJF was like, "I'm not doing that." Um. Now this is this was my thought. We're gonna uh, quick side quest again. Sorry, yeah. going back to Collision, right? Eddie Kingston, the greatest pro wrestler of all time. Uh, Terry Funk, Eddie Kingston, one A, one B. Eddie Kingston loses his first match to Brody King. Mm. Saturday, he loses to Brian Danielson. He's O two. Next week or this coming Saturday, I should say, he's taking on Claudio which we know the history with Eddie Kingston and Claudio. He's got to win that. Well, what I thought is because he beat Claudio for the ROH title, they go to a draw. He gets a point by going to a draw with his mortal enemy. But I think a point might mathematically eliminate him from the semifinal. I'd have to look at the standings. Yeah, I don't know the. Yeah, I don't know that yeah. part, right? Because over there, Brody King is undefeated, but I don't know if anyone else is, right? If, but if Eddie Kingston's going to finish in the semifinals, I almost feel like Kingston's got to win, and these guys got to draw to keep their point total from growing too high. You know what I mean? Mm, I mean they gotta, that gotcha. makes sense. Yeah. That would because my but what I'm getting at is I thought Eddie Kingston and Claudio would draw, which then on Wednesday would kind of defeat the or not defeat the purpose, but kind of water down a draw with Swerve yeah. and John Moxley. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. we'll see on Saturday how it goes. Um, but interesting, this is a good way again to put together folks who wouldn't be wrestling. I almost feel like I, I know this is a yearly thing because they're doing the Triple Crown, but I almost feel like. You make these last maybe three months, and you do four of these a year. You always have one running, right? Some people are just in the whatever series it's called, right? And you win a shot at something for it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like Because that feel, it feels real, right? It feels like you'd be – you know what I mean? This is how you would run competitions and stuff if you had a professional fighting organization sometimes and you were trying to, like, keep it going and stuff, running around the mm-hmm. city. So, like, I, yeah, I like this, um, you know – yearly thing i would have drawn it out even a little more maybe like it feels like i would have had more competitors for a yearly thing and maybe we'll do that mm-hmm. next year or something but um so far yeah so. yeah it's gonna be interesting to swerve and john moxley my own to your point if it is near death 20 minutes crowd will be fine but if it's a wrestling match and you know what i'm saying by wrestling match and then it's 20 minutes you might get some disappointed people on threads and also in the crowd. Well, listen, I would be disappointed just to be in Texas, but you know, whatever. Well, yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ, that cult like piece of shit there. state. Fucking please leave the union, by the way. I don't fucking need you. Like, 
You guys suck. Not look, the individual. I lived in Houston for a while. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. The ind- I'm talking about your yeah. fucking structure. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> love it, love it. All right. So what do we got next? Texas is a cult, right? It's so fucking weird. There's a lot of Texas that is a cult. Yes. It's yes. fucking so. Who cares? Your dirt is fucking down by Mexico. Fuck you. Anyhow, I just can't stand that shit. Uh, what, what's next? Snakes and oh. fucking tarantulas down there. Yeah, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I got a fucking F10 pickup. Fuck you. I don't give a shit. Um, all right. Here's the coolest segment. So, like I said, the best segment, in my opinion, was Swerve, or excuse me, was Hangman yeah. and MJF. That was awesome. The coolest fucking segment, and I don't know if people really understood this because it warmed my heart as a fucking movie nerd. But we get Ben Makowitz from TC or from Turner Classic Movies, the fucking grandson of the individual who wrote Citizen Kane. Do you guys fucking realize that? The fucking movie expert god, the, the royalty of American cinema was on AEW last night and did a good job. Yeah, he did. <clears throat> Sold it. It was great. Oh, Fit very well. I might watch, I might watch it yeah. three more times. It's Ben Makowitz. I watch this motherfucker every Saturday giving me the rundown of fucking movies from Charlton Heston and fucking, you know, Humphrey Bogart and all of these cocksuckers that were fucking killing it in the black and white era. Charlton Heston obviously wasn't. I mean, kind of was. Tell but you, you know loved this guy. You were. I fucking out from everything love him. Yeah. Love I didn't have him. the heart to tell you then that I didn't know who the hell he was. Oh my god, Tim! <laughs> I know half the fucking crowd, probably ninety percent of the crowd, did not realize how fucking cool. I don't this watch was. Turner Classic Movies. Oh my god, that guy was. But I got like I figured it out right, and I was like, oh, that's a good fit. That's like there that that's gonna do well. I got the stick, I, and like when you send me things, I was like, oh, I see who this guy is. <clears> but you sense. did it right. You did it well. American, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> American movie cinema. Royalty. Oh yeah, and I get the Citizen Kane like thing. Yeah, that's that's a big deal. I also have n- never seen Citizen Kane. But- <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you serious? You really have it? Yeah, no, I'm dead serious. I haven't seen. That. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Really, Dude, I can't so sit through old movies. I just good. don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't it's really so know. fucking good. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's very good. Yeah, I just haven't seen it. It's never. Dude, I. So, her, 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 I'm going to toot my own horn here. I got a degree in broadcast communication. Part of my degree was um, cinema focused. So, I took mm. seven classes on history of American film, uh, nice. Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, I took um, foreign films. Um, I can't remember what the fuck that class was, but we watched foreign films with, you know, yeah, subtitles yeah. the entire time and got right at the thing. History of American film, though, was my favorite fucking thing. I will say this. Nice. Um, a lot of the fucking classics, I really think you should, not you, but general you should take, if you're listening, you should take the time to watch because they are as good as you say, except Streetcar Named Desire, mm. Marlon Brando, that movie fucking sucks sucks so hard it's a drunk who's just beats his wife it's the fuck you know what i'm talking about stella you know the iconic scene where marlon brando standing you know what that's about 
He fucking threatens his wife when he's drunk. He falls asleep. She runs upstairs to her sister's house. He doesn't know where she's at. And he yells Stella. And that's iconic. Fuck you. That movie sucks. So f- that movie sucks worse than the state of Texas. Fuck both of those bad. Yes. Pretty Let's bad. Let's get back on track. Ben Mankiewicz <laughs> introduces Tony Storm. And I love the, the part that I love the most is when he says, playing the part of the AEW women's yeah. world champion, yeah. Tony Storm. Like, perfect. Fucking perfect. Yeah, yeah. And a couple of those even where it was just kind of like, nice. You adapted fucking, it to fit. Yeah, it was great. It, oh, I'm telling you guys. Fucking watch Turn a Glass. Well, movie. I like then, that's the touch Tony Storm does when she like when the when the when they hand the title to her after a victory. It's like the like Oscar moment of like, oh yeah. my god, <laughs> like, yeah. you like me? <laughs> they it. did miss it a little bit when she did the cue. Now I think this was actually her fault because I think she got to her spot and then was like, oh fuck, I got to do it, and then mm-hmm. kind of fumbled it a little bit. Then they went to black and white, which is a great touch. Very good job. Yes. I I literally applaud the effort that they're putting into making Tony storm a thing. She's doing great, but the black and white television, Ben Makowitz accepting the title, like those things are genius. Yeah. Those little touches help. When we talk about it's character work and you gotta have all these characters, Mm -hmm. like those touches help tremendously. That's what endears folks to the character. Yeah. And sorry to go on a quick side quest. One thing that we have, heard or read on threads and other places is uh the post-production head of aw kevin sullivan not the wrestler got fired and then qt marshall leaves and the sentiment is they want to go to more of a new japan sport like you know company where the theatrics of pro wrestling kind of get pushed to the side and we're doing more continental classic stuff I disagree with that, though, because of example A in Tony Storm. You would not put this much effort into a Tony Storm and then later in the main event, Christian Cage, and say sport. Like, yeah, no. I, I think we're going to be fine. Anyhow. No, I think if you build the structure like that, like we're saying, like the, the idea is, like I said, this feels real. You have a series of matches that these folks are competing in for a prize. Everybody else it's the off season for them. So they're doing sort of exhibition matches or prize fight mm-hmm. matches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's where you can kind right. of build these stories. But like, I would always have something going on a tournament or a series or something mm-hmm. because that lends credibility that like, you're actually here doing again. We know what we're watching is a show, mm-hmm. but you're supposed to act as while you're watching that. It's not right. Like you're supposed to want to believe it's and a so movie. That yeah. Lends some credibility. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So here in the AEW Women's uh, World Title match, we have champion Tony Storm taking on Sky Blue, who, <laughs> ah, Tim. Shout out Michael Carter in the YouTube chat. He says, hey, yo, my guys. Hey, what's up, man? Good to hear <laughs> yeah. from you. Glad- that actually uh, lifted my spirits because I'm about to get really <laughs> fucking aggravated. Yes. I'm about to get another nom flashback here. All right. <laughs> Tim, okay. So, Tim. I watch all AEW programming right now. One, because I love it. Two, because of the podcast. And three, because I love pro wrestling and I'm not going to watch WWE, right? I do not fucking know why Sky Blue has been the woman 
on every fucking program. Yeah, every it is show. Collision, yeah. Rampage, uh, Dynamite. And here's uh, the thing. I wonder if they overbooked I, her on appearances and they got to get them out for the contract. It's <laughs> something because it she won't go away, right? Yeah, that's a peek behind the curtain, but yeah. Yeah, like. like oh, shit, you have 130 appearances left? Fuck, it's fuck, December, yeah. shit. Right. <laughs> Meet yeah, and greets, because, let's do it. Because <laughs> on Saturday we get Willow Nightingale, who again warms my heart one of my favorite pro wrestlers right now in the world. But like Sky Michael Carter knows the answer to why she's Well, I see it and I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> so okay. So she wrestles and she goes back to the pants that aren't pants. And Tim again, you're spooky what? evil but you got the pants right halfway but, off the ass. Feels weird. So Tim Look, I am not a prude. Maybe I am. Maybe I am a prude. But like, here, here's my stance. Love with a hole in a sheet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But like, here's my stance on this. Is it's 2023. We're going into 2024, right? At this point, the listening audience, the people in the chat, most individuals have access to free porn any fucking time they want it right free porn yeah 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 uh-huh so this idea that you would watch wrestling because a woman's ass is out yeah <laughs> is fucking kind of weird to me just objectively speaking right tom i do 75 percent of my daily activities for the cheeks <laughs> well but like i understand <laughs> if you find her attractive right if you find her attractive fucking get yeah. it thumbs up She's a lady. I don't want to see it unless, unless here you go. Here, here's the caveat. Unless you're all the way going to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, give, me, give me the cheeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's like a love scene in a movie now. Right. Where they you like, know, yeah. Kiss and all that stuff. It's like you either Just fuck do or don't show me it because I don't fucking yeah. want to see whatever this. If I don't get a thumb is, up know? an ass. Then let's just skip through this yeah. right now. You I'm here for I the mean? cheeks. All right, yeah. so like you know, uh, yeah. Do you understand there's, what I'm trying to say? Yes. It's like yes. yeah, okay, good. No, yeah. and I get it. Right. And like I just there's no reason for it with the current storyline either. It doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I get it. You also, I, you got out cheeked <laughs> against your opponent. If we're being honest, too, so like mm-hmm. it just kind of felt weird and out of place. Um, I agree. <laughs> it's the cheeks, though, man. For the cheeks, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to make this episode title for the cheeks. I'm gonna keep just put it, it for the cheeks. I like it. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, she's so. And again, this is just me. If you disagree, general, you listening in the chat. I'm not going to fight you on it. It's not a, it's not a hill I'm going to die on. Sure. I just say for me, she's not a good character. Cause like you said, we're, we're spooky, but we're not, but then we're wearing Scooby-Doo, but we got fucking weird. Eye sky makeup. blue. <laughs> yeah. Then we're spitting mist, but we're not fucking with no evil uh, demonic Julie person. Has ever named sky. <laughs> well, yeah. It, 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 yeah. You're, you're, you're a fucking, um, collage of bullshit you know what i mean so i don't like your character you're wrestling it ain't it ain't tony storm it ain't hikaru shida it ain't uh you know bailey becky lynch right it's not that level 
So I don't know why the fuck I keep seeing you. <laughs> Since I I'm tired appearances, man, I think it's it. It's like, hey, listen, we got to pay this girl. My, it has yeah. to be something, but let's get, get 35 so, a month out of us. We gotta, you know yeah. what I mean? We gotta, we gotta get our time in. So Tony storm gets the victory here. Clean. I believe I think, I don't think anything was shenanigans. Right. Yeah. I do like also her. caveat with this is Luther's here, but he's not in a it. major focal. He's not really like he gets his things and he's there for his comedic value and he fits the gimmick, but like, we're not doing too much with that. Right. He's not, yeah, a, he he's catches not a her here. He catches yeah. her when she needs to be caught, and that's it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's there to be so, in the background and look the part. Yep. Be a butler, right? So Tony Tony Storm wins here. She gets her belt. She accepts her award, right? And then, again, another person that I just don't give a shit about, Rio's music hits. Oh, man. And she runs down and does this awkward, like, hey, I want the title. Tony Storm, to her credit, being a heel is like, well, I don't want you to have it, and tries yeah. to attack her, which is fine. One thing leads to another. Uh, Tony Storm gets caught by Luther and walks up the ramp being held by Luther, and Rio's there. Tim, your comments. <laughs> Man, Rio, for me, again, like we've talked about, this, it's not even the size thing, right? I mean, that's yeah. always... Even getting past that, though, again, it's not... It's not even a language barrier thing, right? Because you can get past that. Yeah. But now we have a size thing. We have a language barrier. And we have a style of wrestling I don't like. So it's a whole package of like, I don't know what this is. This is not mm-hmm. for me. And that mm-hmm. sucks because Tony Storm has been for me. So now I've got at least at least Tony Storm will carry it. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. The quicker we can get through it, the better in my eyes. Yeah. The quicker we can get to Mariah May. And that's why I think at World's End, it's going to be Mariah May and Tony Storm. Uh, the better. For me, with Rio, I don't see the appeal from a character standpoint. I I am character-centric, right? Rey Mysterio, for the longest time until I got stale, no offense, was the fucking man because he was the little guy overcoming the obstacles of beating Big Show and things like that. And then, unfortunately, when Eddie died, he was doing it for Eddie. And again, from a character perspective, I got behind it. He's doing it for his friend. I'm invested, right? Now, I know that's an extreme example because Rey Mysterio is an all-time great. However, with Rio, her character, one, screams 15-year-old. Like, it screams. Look at that. Look at that. I got a thumbs up. You see this, Tim? Oh, you see this? Look at that. Oh, you got the thumbs up again? Yes. Ah, man, damn it. It did it. Okay. Um, It's a 15-year-old gimmick, right? I wear things like this, bing bong, eh, eh, tick-tock, whatever. Like... And you're not, you're not 15, right? So you dress weird and you present yourself like a child. And then the size thing is something that obviously has to be addressed because I believe she's not even a hundred pounds, which again, I don't care about, but then her move set isn't that her move set is like every other female that's wrestling. And it's like, well, that wouldn't work because you're 40 pounds lighter than these women. Right. And so the whole presentation is just a miss for me. I just, yeah. now I will give credit. It was fun for a moment when I forget who mentioned it at the top of this podcast, when they were doing the outcast attack, the originals and Rio was coming out with a pipe. Okay. If you got a pipe, I'm kind of into it. Right. Right. Uh, Cause like another person who I think is doing this correctly, that is built similar size 
is the Makaito. Remember how mm-hmm. she does the like a little American Idol thing at the top, and then she'll say "fuck you," and then she'll wrestle Nick Gage yeah. for fucking no apparent reason. Right. You know that? Okay, I'm into that. But Rio, but Rio, Jeffrey Sills here says Rio needs the pipe with her at all times, and I agree. Something, yeah, yeah, Synonymous. something like Rio in a pipe. Yeah, there you go, Rio in a pipe, smoking a pipe. Um, all right, now let's get into another Continental Classic match. This one was a little bit quicker, which I think it should have been. Uh, we get Switchblade Jay White taking on Jay Lethal, Jay versus Jay. And unfortunately, as we talked about a little bit earlier, Jay Lethal loses this. Switchblade gets the victory. So now Jay Lethal is eliminated. I, what stories do you think comes from I, this? I like to call this our should have been ROH quarter hour <laughs> segment of the week. And, yeah. you know, is what it is. I don't really, I don't really feel either of these guys much. So, you know, match is fine. Look, we knew that. We both knew these guys fucking walk around with, you know, they haven't had butter in weeks. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, we knew they could do it. But, like, I, I, I don't feel like either. Well, look, Jay Lethal's out, right? And, um, you know, like, Switchblade ain't winning this thing. So, what does it matter? Yeah, Switchblade, I don't believe, is winning either. However, coming off of a world championship loss to MJF, I think this is a good rebound to at least be in the mix with the Moxley swerve, Brian Danielson, Eddie King, you know, those, those individual Brody yeah. King. Right. So at least it's like, Hey, he's still Keeps in him on the mix. stage. Yeah. Right. So I like that for him. The story I hope we tell from the Jay lethal side though, is similar to Mark Briscoe where, Hey Mark, you couldn't do this as a singles competitor. Cause you're a tag team guy. We kind of say something similar with Jay Lethal where, hey, seems like you always need Jeff Jarrett by your side. Like, is that your crutch? Is is that little yeah, when team you didn't TA? Have eight foot tall? Yeah. So, like, are you even yeah. good anymore? Like, because it seems like you need Team TNA to do all the things to get you to win. And then we could start to see a, no, fuck you. I am great. I'm like, oh, oh, really? And he could be like, I'm the longest reigning ROH, whatever it was, you know. Oh, well, let's see you prove it. You know, something like that, I think, would be an interesting story. Or he could he's even say Christopher Daniels, isn't he? Jay Lethal. Like he's I 72 mean, he's getting, years old, isn't he out there? Running he's around? getting close. Yeah, he's getting close. He's not that bad, yeah. which, again, I'm going on another side quest here. Christopher Daniels, you're the head of talent relations. All I've ever fucking heard is that talent relations is never great. And it's always Brian Danielson, John Moxley and other guys handling the shit. While you're out there with Matt Seidel wrestling a tag team match that no one fucking cares about. So maybe do your job. And we wouldn't have these fucking CM Punk bullshit issues. I don't know. Back to regular scheduled programming. I think another thing we could say is Jay Lethal blames Jeff Jarrett and says, you had all of these strategies for me to beat Switchblade, me to beat my, and they didn't fucking work. So I'm kicking you to the curb. Maybe something like that could be happening. I don't know. Would be interesting. Yeah, and then Jeff Jarrett be like, you don't kick me to the curb. Right, like, yeah. Bitch, and then yes, we get I something do. like that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Team TNA explodes. And then we get Dixie Carter as a special guest referee. No, First battle royal. Yeah, there you go. Do it. Uh, all right, now let's get to the main event. The main event. Oh, we didn't have a women's match. Right before the main event this weekend. It was right. Yeah. yeah. It was a before the before. It was the before the before. 
Excel spreadsheet got mixed up. Yeah. Um, right. Threw things off. Yeah. I'll tell you what. For the TNT Championship. By the way, can it be a classic in its first iteration? I'm really like, I don't like when we did this. They did this in the WWE when they did the. Uh, oh. Yeah, whatever that was, cruiserweight classic, whatever the fuck they were calling uh, that. Right? Yeah, like, you can't yeah. on the first one, man. Yeah, I mean, the alliteration is what they're going for. Yeah, you I know. know I mean? but yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, all right, but let's get back on track here for the classic main event. Shit, the- it ain't done yet. <laughs> classic. <laughs> the TNT Championship match in Canada. Two of Canada's own. Two of Canada's finest. Two of Canada's best exports now back in the homeland. Challenger, the rated R superstar, which uh, that announcer guy, what's his name again? The fucking, uh, yeah. That guy? The Justin rated, Roberts. Yeah. Yeah, he screwed it up. And then he tried to, like, he, he tried to hit it again and screwed it up a second and then was like, I got to act like I'm doing a thing here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Well, that was super, super, super stuff. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was stupid, bad. stupid, stupid. <laughs> um, but Adam Copeland taking on champion Christian Cage. Mm. And look at this. These are two 50 year old men that have lived a life that is worth writing a book about. One of them, I think, has actually written a book. Uh, and these men of a certain age put on a fucking match in a short amount of time. Are, we did a lot of living 50 here. year old men with, according to doctors probably have 75 year old bodies, right? Mm-hmm. With what they put themselves through. And they went well, out there and put out a, a damn burner. Yeah. We got a lot of living in this match and it ends with referee bump, right? He's out a of really commission. long one, but yeah, yeah, he's out of commission. And then Nick Wayne's mom comes down, and I don't think she nailed it, unfortunately. I now, agree fr- she didn't, yeah. From a story perspective, this fucking ruled. Write it down on paper, it's fucking cool. Yes. Even but still, I gr- think we could have hit the note about the mom a little more recently for it to be a thing. I know you wanted some surprise, but when you came out, she knew she was going to do something, right? Mm-hmm. And I, we didn't... We didn't build enough of the mom is deciding, should I have, should I pick him or pick him? Why was it even a choice that you should Mm -hmm. have? Why didn't you hit both of them? Aren't you mad at both of them? Why didn't you hit both of them? Okay, so let's talk about it. And then I got my pen here ready for a little added bonus of what I would have done to really fuck with people. Yeah. So we get Nick Wayne's mom comes out. She grabs a TNT title and she hits Adam Copeland. Wow. Bam. Now, to his credit, which I thought was cool, Christian goes, well, then I'm not done if he's out of commission. He doesn't just pin him. Yeah, he hits no. him with a finisher. Stands he, on him, flexes on him. <laughs> he puts his head on the belt and then does like a yep. modified curb stomp. Yep. And then, yeah, to your point, he's pins him and then he's standing and fucking posing even on before, him. Even before he did the curb stomp, he first like stood over and was like, yeah. Stood over with the title and was like, look, I smell my dick. And then he was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to fucking break his neck on this thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm going to do that too. <laughs> yeah, it was so great. <laughs> so here's where. Fucking love Christian. He's so fun. Yes. But this is what I would have done. Again, if I have the pin. Because I like to push the, the limits a little bit and make people feel uncomfortable. Whether that's the talent or the fans. It's kind of fun to it's do. It's working right now. <laughs> I would have had. 
the turn, uh-huh. right? From Nick Wayne's mom. Oh, yeah. Everything's still the same. But I would have had Christian Cage grab her by the hand, mm-hmm. pull her in. She's reluctant. She did this because she didn't like what Adam Copeland did to her son, right? So she's not going into this like, oh, oh. but Christian just gives her that look. And then they no, fucking, and then make they fucking out. make out. Yeah. On so top here's of what happens. Adam yeah. Copeland. She comes in, she nails him. Christian's like, what the fuck? And then he's like, right. He was like, yeah, okay. He's looking down and she's standing over pissed. And she even kind of looks at Christian in disgust, fucking tosses him the title. Like fucking have to do your goddamn job too. Like just with that kind of Mm -hmm. look. Right. And she goes to like walk away. And that's when he grabs her and pulls her back. And he's kind of like, uh, uh, no, we ain't done. And then they just, (laughs) just tongue, yeah. all over standing well, over his lifeless body yeah. right like you gotta get the pin there. yeah you gotta get the pin but then no. yeah you do the i don't even think because you had the referee no. bump they could have just made out and then he could have drugged the body no, no, and no, fucking no, no, yes that's yes. <laughs> no because then the, it's unbelievable that that fucking referee's like you know dead that long, oh right? no you gotta like just uh, it, yeah. wherever it happens they needed to sell out on this just yes. grotesque makeout sesh over his lifeless body yes. with just this like almost like she didn't come there like you said is like we're in on this together and we're gonna fuck him it was just like fuck him right and she was like god oh, you're a sleaze and he's like yeah but you know what you want you know yeah, what i mean be like yeah. you're a sleaze too right and she'll be like fine fuck it right in for a dime in for a dollar right let's fucking make out <laughs> over this dead guy <laughs> now now here's the thing for the cheeks baby (laughs) so this is what i would have done so i would have added that that Uh, that beat to the story right the the make out right but then i was thinking about it then i was thinking you kind of have to do that for a little bit longer Mm. in my mind what i was thinking is let's say she comes out and does a promo by herself and she's like i want to explain my actions Mm. adam want to tell you why I cost you the championship and your match against your former best friend. And then you do the Don't same fucking thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. She just says yeah, essentially that I, yeah. I did it because you essentially tried to kill my son. I'm and his protector my now. Son. His dad's not here. So it's me. Right. Yeah. Well, like, but like I still love my son. Right. It's still yeah. my son, regardless of how he's acting right now. Like cause you're baby facing it. Right. He's still my son. But then. She she kind of does a little turn, and then Christian and Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne come out and then take him out. But then this is where then you have them make out again. But mm. here's the little beat I would add to that: Nick Wayne is acting like it's Christmas fucking morning, and yeah. he's like jumping up and down, and he's like, "This is the best." Yeah, he's got to be like punching the air, air guitaring. Yeah. And it's great. And he's just like going around. I want him to circle. like jump up and do the like heel click. Yes. <laughs> go full. Yes. You know, he's like doing, doing some snow angels on the ground and shit. Yeah. And then Luchasaurus just, you know, stonewall. Just this yeah, is fucking just bullshit, like, right? What a but like fucking... Nick Wayne being like, my favorite dad and mom uh... are in love and I love it. And then again, <laughs> You have Adam. My Copeland mom and my fucking, new dad. That's what yeah. I keep saying. Yeah, but you still have <laughs> Adam best. Copeland fucking dead while they make out, Nick and then Wayne, Wayne Reigns jumps around. Spoiled brat kid, 
would be one of the best gimmicks suddenly out of nowhere. I wouldn't have thought yeah. Nick Wayne would be one of my favorite characters. But him acting like a fucking spoiled kindergartner who's like breaking people's personal objects and shit. Mm-hmm. Every time Christian comes over there, be like, your fucking kid broke mm-hmm. my thing. And he'd be like, listen, that's not important. I'll buy you two of them. <laughs> right. Right. Just, oh, Which that would is- be amazing. Every time they kiss, he's like, that's my parents. Yeah, we need this, like, disgruntled, like, like fucking family. This is so great. Yeah. It's dysfunctional and, family. I mean, yeah. yeah. And you still, but the the one thing that I would still add to that is what you kind of said, where it's like the, hey, I'm doing this. Like, her motive, mm. what you could even say in a, in a roundabout way, is her motive is she wants to be close to her son. Right. Fuck this! Like yeah. she's not, she's making out because well he's kind of attractive, but right I'm he's not this wrong. Like right, but it's also I don't love him. Right, I don't right. love this guy. I love <laughs> he's my a son. Ball, but he's yeah. not wrong that he can fuck like a champion. Right, like yeah. and then everybody's like boo, and he's just so <laughs> you know just then, fucking yeah. loving it. <laughs> but her, but like when she does, she could do a sit down interview. Oh, this is great, man. God damn it. I could love it. If she was like, she was like, I fucking hate everything about Christian, but I needed yeah. to protect my son and he mm-hmm. dug the guts out. So like, well, I'm not going to not do that again. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Maybe not that, that term, right? But like, yeah. maybe you allude to that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Her motive is, her motive is she could do a sit down interview with Renee Paquette. I keep calling her young. Renee Paquette. And she could say, I do not love Christian Cage. I don't even want to be around him. I'm around him because he has influence over the son I love. Right. But then she always makes out with him. Mm -hmm. Always makes out. You keep saying, she'd be like, listen, I got, you know, I got to. Whatever. Okay. It's for the kids. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's a kiss. Whatever. It's It's a kiss. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't kiss a guy. I don't to want keep him to suspect son. anything. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. You wouldn't she kiss like your little hair for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. That's what they need to do. God damn it! That's yeah. She right kind of likes it. We get like she kind of yeah. likes it. Yeah, she's yeah. liking it a little more each week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Her her attitude is like having an extra piece of chocolate. Like you like the extra piece of chocolate, but you fucking hate yourself after you but get yes, it. Yes, right? Nick Wayne doing the ultimate warrior <laughs> like, <laughs> on the robes from excitement. <laughs> He chews a he turnbuckle because oh, he can't. Dude, have him roll out of the of ring and start <laughs> high fiving the crowd. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> I need him in Heelys too. I need. Him. <laughs> he needs yeah. to be the kid, right? Like he's gonna have candy and he's gonna have snacks with him all the time. Like, just oh, they need to be a dysfunctional family. Like this is oh, this, dude. Lucha's the big brother who's like, I need to leave this family. This is fucked, right? And the well, kid's a kid. Like, he's he's spoiled because he's the youngest. <laughs> and it. you could do that with Luchasaurus matches, right? So don't have him kill him in two minutes, but have Luchasaurus wrestle Daniel Garcia. He wants to be. I'm a dinosaur. Yeah. This is how we get it from the dysfunctional family. His family wants him to be something he's not. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, kill switch, right? Kill yes. switch wrestles guys at the level of daniel garcia right mm-hmm. not messing him he's not squashing him but he beats him but it takes him a minute or two right yeah yeah because on the outside to your point nick wayne is in those heelys and he's going around and he asks christian for a fucking snickers and christian's like god damn it and he fucking hands yeah. him something and here, here's then he your goes, new fucking playstation or whatever yeah. go get lost well, like 
Yeah, he just hands him money, right? Hands him uh-huh. money. And then, like, the mom is like, what are you doing? And he's like, Christian gave it to me. And she's like, fuck. And then, like, he's like, I, I had to shut him up. We're watching, you know, Kill Switch try to take out Daniel Garcia. So the match is going on, but the antics is still telling the story. Outside so the she's ring. like, where'd you, where'd you get all that? And she's like, dad gave me money. He calls him dad. Dad yes. gave me money, right? And she's like, what? And, and he's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you gave me, I even got more. And she's like, what? Mm-hmm. Just takes a little bit of it, right? Stuff in the bra, right? Think almost married with children, right? Yeah. <laughs> like a little mm-hmm. bit of that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ah, that would be perfect. I love it. Tony Khan fucking give it to us. We have given so much gold this episode. We've made everything better. We always do. I mean, we always do. We always do. We always yeah. do. And we do it for the cheeks, quite honestly. So <laughs> that being said. I think that's all we got. I don't know. What oh, else? Yeah. We're, yeah. we're just going to end it right there. We're good, all right. Yeah. If you're going to do anything this week, do it for the cheeks. The Spanish announce table.